Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm really good. It's nice to hear you, you know, finally meet you. This is Adrian from Nameless Times. Um, today we are interviewing Caitlin Fry, the CEO and creative mind behind Colors. Um, Caitlin, would you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Tell me a little bit more about, you know, tell me a little bit about your upbringing, you know, your origins, where are you from, you know, those types of things. All right. Um, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, and I kind of got the idea for colors when I was discussing with my mom how I wanted to be a fashion designer. And mm -hmm. we started discussing how some aspects of the fashion industry are, were a little shady and how a lot of they only represent a very specific amount of people, very limited mm -hmm. amount. So we came up with the name of colors because we wanted to branch out and not focus on sizes as much like we even had the idea of changing sizes to colors like a size two would be a size red oh okay yeah so that way people could focus less on what size they are and just what kind of style they wanted to wear whatever made them feel confident i think that's amazing that's really amazing that you guys came up with a full you know a full concept a lot of brands i've noticed that come out sometimes just, you know, have a, a logo and a, you know, a design to them, but they don't have a story, you know, so I think that's really great that you have a full concept behind the brand. Um, what do you feel with, like, as your illustrations, you know, I've seen a few of your illustrations, a lot of your illustrations, obviously, but I wanted to know kind of how did you learn how to illustrate? Because that's not an easy thing to do, or wasn't an easy thing to do. <clears throat> yeah, so... I didn't, I would just Google images on fashion designs and I started going off of that. I'm very self-taught and I, I just nice. kind of, yeah. So I just started Googling images and then I would kind of trace in focus. And if you look at some of my really old images, you'll definitely see the improvement as I've, it's been improving. They're still not perfect, and there's still a lot that I have mm -hmm. to fix about them, a lot of aspects, but there's, I think they're slowly improving. Definitely, definitely. There's always room for improvement and getting better and better and better. When it comes to, uh, what would you say is your inspiration for behind like each design? Do you look at, is it music? Is it movies? You know, is it uh, your environment? I would definitely say more of my environment. Probably the biggest like influence is more of what I think I would want to wear. Cause, okay. Because you kind of look at what designers are coming out with, and some of them, like you wouldn't see a normal person wearing that on the street. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make clothes that normal people would feel comfortable wearing, but were still fashionable and trendy. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I totally agree. I I think the Alcatour, Alcatour is always really great for shows, for marketing, you know, for Vogue, you know. But comfort, you know, having comfort and, you know, um, ultimately making something that the customer is gonna buy at a store or online is the most important thing. <clears throat> when you say when you look at fashion over the past. You know, we just came into 2020, you know, um, 
would you say, what would you feel you've noticed? Have you noticed any major changes in fashion over the past, you know, five years? Is there anything particular that you're like, oh, I noticed that, you know, things are really changing, like, or whatever the case may be? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that a lot of designers and models have been under a lot of crossfire. And you Mm -hmm. can kind of tell that with runways now, they don't just feature extremely like skinny women they're starting to branch out into all sizes and then plus size has become a thing mm-hmm. and for instance um like donna karen from dkny her most recent show featured people that she just took from new york city street to model oh, her wow. clothes oh wow that's crazy and I, th- <laughs> I think that's really cool i think that's the direction the fashion tree should be moving Definitely, definitely. Because I feel like fashion, you know, what's your opinion on fast fashion, like stores like Forever 21, Zara, H&M? Do you feel like they are good for, you know, good for the customer? Or do you feel like uh, that's hurting designers? Um, I think fast fashion is always going to be a thing and that won't change. But for like an average consumer who can't spend all their income on clothes it's not really a practical use Mm -hmm. they need something that's going to be more long-lasting and won't go out of style within the next month (laughs) right Right. because especially uh you know once you wash something from forever 21 it's pretty much like you know oh yeah a lot of times it's coming over from there um i know because i've noticed that over the past few years percentages of Louis, you know, Louis Vuitton, a lot of designer brands have went down because of Fashion Nova. But like you said, um, you know, it is good to have a piece that can last, you know, 10, you know, you should get a bag that lasts a few years, you know, that's not something that's just throwaway, you know. Um, in Arizona in particular, do you, what, what is like, if, you know, to speak to the listeners out there, what do you feel is kind of, you know, being from Arizona, are there any things that you that you can pinpoint or identify or some things that you brought into your style that represent Arizona or what's the, you know, or to also to piggyback on that, you know, what do you feel like is the fashion scene in Arizona? Um, I don't think that Arizona has a whole, has a big fashion scene personally, but Mm -hmm. I definitely think that people from Arizona still wear fashionable stuff, but they tend to wear more of those long lasting and not necessarily the fat. Yeah. So I think with that, with growing up in Arizona and seeing everybody wear those more long-lasting fashion, that really shows in my designs with not so, like, trendy. Right, 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 right. Definitely, definitely. Do you feel like Phoenix is probably the most fashionable? Scottsdale, Phoenix, Maricopa is the most fashionable area of Arizona? Um, That's based... I really haven't been to too many places in Arizona, so... (laughs) From my experience, I would oh, okay, definitely okay. say Scottsdale, Maricopa area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been to Scottsdale a few times. It's really, uh, it's very, very, you know, the Fashion Square has some great stores, obviously. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I think that uh, it definitely, I like, you know, I've been to, also been to a few of the Phoenix Fashion Week events. You know, have you been to any of those before? I have not. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they, I feel like they're, uh, they have, they've definitely made some, you know, they've made, they've definitely made their mark 
over a period of time, I feel, in Arizona, there's still a lot of work to be done. I think, like, you know, and you can answer, you know, um, I'll lead this to the next question. Like, I feel like Arizona culture, I feel like, do you feel like culture is the foundation of fashion? Like, what living and lifestyle, what goes on outside or, you know, in environments like that? Do you feel like areas, how they live in those areas will play into what people wear? Um, definitely. Like, if someone grew up in, I don't know, like Texas, like obviously cowboy boots are a thing. Mm -hmm. But if someone grew up in New York, you're probably not going to see too many cowboy boots right. going around. Right, 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 right. Definitely. What is you, um, what would you say is your favorite female designer? Um, well, kind of like an older one, but Coco Chanel. Okay, okay. How, well, what, what attracted you about her? She just kind of, like, broke the industry when she came out with, like, her suits for women and, like, the little black dress. She was deviating from corsets and all the restrictions that women had to deal with, and she was instead empowering them to wear what they want. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, yeah. Chanel, she's always, uh, you know, even while she's gone now, I mean, her brand still lives on, you know, beyond... You know, even beyond, you know, Karl Lagerfeld taking over and now, you know, rest in peace, Karl Lagerfeld, you know, um, it's still going to keep going. I think that's the type of longevity that is like very rare to have a brand that will last past your death. You know, um, what when it comes to fashion, like what what made you decide like, OK, I'm really going to try to like do this. You know, what I mean, a lot of people try to do things, they have ideas, but they never act on them. What made you start to really want to act on, you know, your ideas? Um, well, I've always loved art. I've done everything from like sketching to painting to music. I've always been a very artistic person. And I've always like in middle school, I used to match my earrings to my shirt, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is a little, <laughs> little over the top, but. I've always liked to be matching and look good. And so when I heard about fashion designing, I was like, oh, I want to try that because that's a mix of art and what I like to do, which is to look good. So I decided to try it and I really fell in love with it. I remember freshman year in my biology class, I would just sit in the back of the room and just draw fashion mm -hmm. designs which probably wasn't a good idea, but I passed the class, so it's fine. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Do you feel that um, now that you're, you're in college, I assume, yes? Yes. Do you feel that now being in college, that you, do, do you feel that you wish that high school and just school in general would have been more structured, like how college is, where you're able to choose, like kind of what you want to study? I definitely think that would be helpful because there was a lot of classes I took in high school that aren't, I'm not going to need any of that information. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason I really am enjoying college is I get to pick my schedule and I get to pick the classes I want. And I actually mm -hmm. end up paying attention in the classes because they're going to actually um, go into what I, I'm going to use in the future. Yeah, it's almost like it's like you go through this like robotic structure. And then it's like when you get to college, it's like, okay, now I have some freedom. You know, it's almost kind of just like, man, I wish kind of like you were able to do that in high school. Like, hey, I can have my own schedule. You know what I mean? Like, I can really study. Hey, I really want to go into, you know, I really want to be a doctor. So let me just focus on that. 
you know what I mean? Or whatever the case may be. Right, yeah, uh, I definitely think that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Do you think that uh, college has, um, what do you think is the biggest, like, message you've gotten so far from being in higher education? Something you've learned, like? Um, I would probably that, so I've been in classes with, like, 200 people in it. And mm-hmm. even though we're all taking the same class, we're all taking it for different reasons. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, And I think that's, like, to just kind of have an open mind to everyone mm-hmm. and just kind of support everyone through their journey. through Because college isn't easy. No, not at all. So just to kind of support everyone and hope that they, once they graduate, that they get to do what they want in the future. Definitely. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> what attracted you about NAU? Um, so, well, first off, in-state tuition. It's always nice. Okay. And true. then I really like the outdoors and nature and, like, the forest. And I've never experienced snow before, so I was very excited. I wanted to try snowboarding. And I had some okay. friends that were coming up here. There was just a lot of things that all connected, and they have a very good business program. That's great. That's really good. Definitely. Because business, you know, fashion, you know, so I like to uh, talk about designers sometimes like John Galliano, um, you know, who, you know, was the creative director of Dior, you know, also he's been creative director of Givenchy, now creative director of Margiela, you know, and he, um, he really, he really, uh, you know, had to learn the business. He was like a, a, a huge artist, you know, as far as creating different things and, um, Tom Ford actually, when where he worked with Gucci and all these other guys, you know, helped him really focus on being able to make pieces that were sellable. Like from your perspective, do you feel like it's sometimes good to have someone that, like, allow yourself to be an artist and have someone that can do the business, or do you feel like you're more of someone that can kind of do both? You could do the art and be in the business as well. Um, personally, I think I could do both. But I think it's always nice to have people on your team who could help you with either of those yeah. situations because trying to be a, run a business and do the art is a lot for one person to take on. Right, right. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> I remember, yeah, I totally understand. I totally understand. I remember I was going through, this was several, several, several years ago. I was going through my first time creating an actual brand and I was sewing slash doing the website slash doing going to the print shop slash illustrate like it was like a lot of different things you know um and what actually taught me a lot about the business was going and sitting in stores you know what i mean sitting in so not like maybe you could do a louis vuitton gucci they may be a little bit strict but finding a boutique that really you know that's pretty popular in the area you know wherever you're at and you know shadowing the owner or the manager for a few days you could really learn fast, like, okay, this is what's selling. Why is this selling? You know, what's the prices? What's selling the most at what price? You know what I mean? A lot of, that's like a little, <clears throat> a thing that I always suggest to new designers is, you know, go trying to, you know, if you want to learn really about the business, find someone that's already successful in it and ask to intern for them. That's, you know, or ask to shadow them or go to a store, hang out for a little bit. You know, so you can find out firsthand, like, really what's going on. And also, that could be potentially building a relationship. You know, they may buy your pieces, 
you know, once you get them done, I mean, you know. But <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, education can only get you so far. You have to have the like practical right. and real life situations mm-hmm. and learn how to oh, handle yeah. those. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Even like going to the factories, like, you know, hey, I got this factory making our clothes. You know, we need to go check up on them. Like, hey, what's going on? How's it going? You know, what's the inventory like? I know I got this much amount of fabric. You know, are you, you know what I mean? You got to right. really be on top of every little thing. Um, have you, do you, what, have you seen any fashion documentaries? And if so, what are, what would you say is, you know, some of your favorite? Um, I haven't really seen too many fashion documentaries. Uh, you guys did send me one, though. And it was mm-hmm. kind of just discussing the basics of fashion and how all the companies set up their store, how they have all Mm -hmm. their high-end products and then they sell like basics and then they have accessories and accessories always their biggest seller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah. Super brands, BBC super brands. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. It's all about really selling. You're selling clothes and you're also selling, you know, you're selling status, you're selling emotion. You know, when you buy Versace, you're really buying, you know, status symbol like i'm wealthy i'm cultured you know etc 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 you know that's a big part of everything Uh, simple question what would you say is your favorite um artists right now that you feel that you're getting you know some good vibes from um i'd probably have to go back to donna karan okay from dkny i think she's just doing a lot of um very practical but like trendy styles and i really like that definitely 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 okay okay donna karen is definitely definitely doing a lot i would say mines right now um i like what virgil's doing with louis vuitton i would say that Mm -hmm. it's kind of making me want to wear the clothes i always liked louis vuitton like accessories yeah but i never really thought about wearing their clothes as much um but now i'm like oh okay those are different prints with the lv very interesting um and you know that's that's (laughs) kanye wanted that position but they weren't gonna hire kanye he's too radical but (laughs) that's fair you gotta keep your brand safe oh yeah yeah, we don't want we don't want like (laughs) everything's fine and then one day you go do a rant and the stock drops right especially when people are buying the name yeah right not a good idea (laughs) right right so, um, Kaylin, uh, last question. I would say, um, what would you say is your message to a high school kid that's, you know, like, hey, you know, Kaylin, I'm trying to, you know, do fashion. You have any advice for me? Like, what would you tell them? Um, so when I first started wanting to go into fashion, my parents definitely tried to discourage me a little. They would prefer yeah. if I pursued a more stable career. But personally, I was never one that just would settle and take the easy path. I always wanted a challenge for myself, whether that was Mm -hmm. learning a new skill or trying out a new sport. It didn't matter. I always wanted to do something that was challenging. So I found friends and parts of my family who were supporting my dream, even if it was unrealistic and going to be very difficult to achieve. And I just took their... Um, like not insults but they're words of discouragement yeah yeah with a grain of salt and I just kind of kept improving 
all my skills over the years and hoping that one day I'd finally make it. I think that's amazing because same, same, similar story of mine, you know, I had, you know, a lot of people that were discouraging me, but I think that, you know, what's important is, you know, everyone is here for some reason, you know and I mean? At the end of the day, you know, we leave this place. So it's like, you know, you have a window of, you know, a window of time to really like, Hey, you know, let me really try this. And, you know, you never really know, you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, what can happen out of it. So, you know, I want to say, Caitlin, you know, I want to say thank you for this interview. You know, um, I want this interview to really like inform people about, you know, just the perspective of a fashion designer and their upbringing and, you know, their inspiration. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll see everything, you know, become much, much more successful in the near future. Um, do you have any shout outs? Do you want to plug your Instagram page or anything? Um, sure. If you guys want to follow my design page, it's colors with a K dot fashion. And you can see all the designs and any updates as um, we start getting closed in and possibly opening up an online store. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you, Kaylin. You know, we'll be in touch soon and everyone go follow her. She's one of the greatest designers I've seen in a while. Colors, colors, colors. Okay, Caitlin, I'll speak to you soon, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. Okay, perfect.